What's going on, everybody? This is Big Pep, and I want to say thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Pep Talk. So, before I introduce the Mr. Alex Waits, I just want to say to everybody, New Year, we're bringing in a lot of great new guests. We want to thank our sponsors, as always, Persistence Culture, um, also some of the local sponsors here in Ventura County, Big Dogs Only, my brand, and, you know, everybody else that wants to be part of the Pep Talk podcast, reach out to us, social media, email, all that good stuff. My, my link tree is in my social media, my Instagram. Now, introducing this beautiful gentleman. I've had the privilege of knowing him for over 20 years. This gentleman is one of the greatest just healers in Ventura County. Um, this gentleman is a great massage therapist. He's a great listener. He's a great uh, individual. Also, too, he's embarking in a whole new and a whole new life, which is art. I'm not going to give too much away, but when I tell you that the six two two twenty of a man can really just make you feel happy just by listening to him speak, you'll 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 agree with me. So, of course, enjoy the podcast. Tell a friend we appreciate your support, and as always, pep talk. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Because everyone has their own own deal. You know, they all got their own something. And if there's somebody else that, you know, allows other people to have a voice, have a have some input, have yeah. an opinion, so that they're comfortable and then it produces a really nice flow. Exactly. I dig it. Are you guys good? Are you guys good? You know what's funny? That's the first time that we've actually had somebody with the what is that thing called? A marker. A marker. Is it a marker? Yeah, we usually yeah. just, uh, I usually use my hands. <laughs> I'm usually like, all right, take one. <laughs> uh, you let that rock a little bit. I let it rock for a little bit just to make sure that my phone was off and everybody's uh, phones are on silent. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pep Talk. You have myself, Big Pep. You have my co-star, the one, the only, the most handsome man that I know, Mr. Oh, wow. Juan Ramirez. Wow. It's quite the intro for the new year. A hey, new year, new vibe. No, new year, same, same me, me, same me. No goals. No goals, none. <laughs> That's ambitious. Um, so check this out. Um, <coughs> before I introduce our guest, Juan, mm-hmm. new year. Yeah. Give me one thing that... Not even like a uh, a goal, but just give me one thing that like you're gonna do something different about. Uh, honestly, nothing. Nothing. I'm dead serious. About dead that. serious. Just not even trying to force anything. I like that. Yeah. So you're not not gonna force anything. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that's my goal to just like not force anything. I dig it. Yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds like you're allowing yourself to allow whatever happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. For, for me, as, as far as my goals, it's it's balance. You know, balance is always a good one, but uh, looking forward, definitely getting more into my art. I'm, I've been really successful with, with my business and I think allowing more creativity to shine through is going to be advent, more advantageous for at least my soul <laughs> nice. and, and then in the long run. Cause I mean, you can do art forever, Yeah, you know, and <laughs> if I lose my hands or get paralyzed i don't know you could make art with your toes yeah toes toe art toe art tart <laughs> yeah tart tart ladies tart, and gentlemen tart. that voice is a buddy of mine who i've known probably since i was 14 years old mr alex waiters or weights or weights mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. do you prefer weights weights yeah okay is there an r in my last name are you adding one? I've always thought you had an R. It's just wait. Well, shoot. <laughs> After t- damn near 20 years of relationship. Look, when I first met this gentleman, uh, actually, I remember the first time I met this gentleman, I was playing basketball at, I think what it was called, Mavericks. Or was it LA Fitness? Um, probably LA Fitness. LA Fitness, right? Yeah. And he's always been a big guy. He's always been a big dude since I've known him. And... You know, we played basketball for many years. Didn't really know what he did. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, he's, he's a big dude. Must do, 
big boy stuff. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. What's move, the case? Move tractors. Move tractors, construction. Huck, huck hay bales. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Turns out you work on bodies. I'm a body worker. You're a body worker. Massage therapy. And Ooh. you're very, very, and I'm not saying it because he's my friend. You're very good at it. I've had times where, and we're going to get into this later in the podcast, where I go to your uh, studio and it's what I think is going to be like, hey, crack my back ends up me crying because he's able to massage me in ways where emotional, uh, what's, what's the right word I'm looking for? Yeah. Uh, well, um, thank you for saying that. It's yeah. really nice of you. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And it's, it's such a great privilege and honor. And I mean, yeah, like we were mentioned earlier, you're, you're allowing people to have a voice. And for me growing up, I mean, I, w- I wasn't always a big guy. I mean, I'm still not very big and I'm not even like going to be, I don't know what, what the word is. As far as massage therapy and body work is concerned, when, when you work on someone, yeah, there's, there's emotions that can kind of find a space in someone's body. I guess um, the question is why or how, and how do you find it? Oh, well, the, <laughs> oh, we have a long time. We Man. can talk. We can talk. <laughs> we can talk. Big questions. The, the thing is, is it's, it's always so different for each person mm-hmm. and, um, you can have some emotions that are tied to a specific event, like some say someone sprains their ankle, mm-hmm. and that ankle sprain, they're now no longer to play basketball, their passion. Mm-hmm. And so now they kind of fall into a, a depression. And then gotcha. that depression leads into a loss or afraid relationship, or the backsliding into an addiction or something unhealthy for them. So now not that one simple injury is now wrapped wrapped into this huge ball of emotions and train of events that is now going to could affect them forever until they realize like, Oh, this is actually tied to something else. So when I work with people, you know, we do breath work and we talk about things. And so if something does show up, I, I, sometimes I'll get a a sense or like an aware awareness of things and I'll sit there with it with them and it's better it's easier to work on um an area that has that much sensitivity slowly mm-hmm. and when you sit with something for a while things start to just bubble up and then they need to be addressed it's almost like a therapy session yeah massage therapy yeah yeah but i mean a lot of times people ask me you know what do you what do you call yourself how do i categorize you that's exactly a question that i asked before the show yeah and a lot of times it's it's kind of it's 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 a moving category because someone will come in with um, just a, 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 a pain in their chest might be a, a rib. And then someone else will come in with this sinking feeling in their gut that stems from something that happened to them exactly one year ago. And so asking some of those viewpoint questions with each person will allow for whatever shift that they will allow or, or are ready to make. Does wow. that make sense? No, it does. Yeah. I think it's just, <clears throat> I was just so, uh, when I first started going to you, I was so ignorant. I was just like, fix me. <laughs> fix me. I have a bad back. I have a bad leg. My shoulder hurts. Fix me. And then you go, I go, you get to talking. Because you're. In, I also feel like, personally, when you're there, you're in such a safe place. Like, you know, you're pretty much bare, you know, and you have a person pretty much like, taking care of you so it's like you're so vulnerable mm-hmm. you're getting massage you're getting whatever you're getting dealt with and then conversations get brought up and then all of a sudden you know it's like man this knee isn't the knee pain it's from the trauma that i had 10 years ago that i never took care of and now it's affecting my kidneys it could be your liver kidneys liver spleen pancreas whatever you name yeah. it um gallbladder your your lymphatic system and it's always really tricky. And so I, I never try to absolutely pinpoint it. It's coming from this because then it will move. True. And our, our brain's really tricky and our heart is really tricky. And most people will continue to push themselves themselves beyond what's their, what's comfortable to get things done. So you, you'll have this survival instinct that takes over and it, it can be years until they actually 
are actually are ready to come to grips with the core root problem. So patients that you've had for a long period of time, can it take several sessions or several years for quote unquote, for you to have like a breakthrough with them in, in, in regards to like, it's not really the elbow or the knee. It's whatever else that, that came from that years ago. Well, it's, it's definitely stages. Some, sometimes people will show up and they'll have that immediate breakthrough first session. Okay. There's just screaming, crying, you know, talking about where their pain came from. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a Jesus moment where they come in with on crutches or a, a cane and then they leave out just carrying it. Like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful. And, and so, and then, and they could, and then they can never see me again. And that could have been just all that they wanted. Whereas I have other people that have now developed a lifestyle of this type of um, continual prevention and they're, and, and they have to fight their own type of struggles and demons that, you know, come up on the daily. Yeah. And so they have me instilled into their, their calendar indefinitely. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Where did this all start from? Where did, where, where, where did you, uh, where and when did you decide to do this? At what age, who, you know, uh, motivated you to do this? Yeah. Um, I got hurt a lot. And I was a super active kid, um, jumping off cliffs, playing football, basketball, broken nose, broken tailbone, broken knee, separated shoulder, broken ankle. And by the time I, when I was 29 I, is when I broke my ankle and jumping off a cliff, the punch bowls there in Santa Paula, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was, it was like something I would do as a kid. And I, you know, when I came back from Hawaii, a Mr. Flying Hawaiian, oh, I could jump off things. <laughs> And I didn't check the water, which was not the smart thing to do, but because it was so consistent. But, of course, we had been hit with the drought for so long that, you know, 10, 15 feet bowl of water was now only only four feet deep. And I was, like, standing up there, like, saying, hey, someone check the water for me. And (laughs) and I was like, whatever, I'm just going to jump. So I just didn't do anything crazy. I just kind of, like, needled down. And then I literally just stood up. The water water was like right here. So that was super traumatic. So your ankle shattered. It it my ankle basically almost just sheared off completely. Jeez. And and then, you know, I had a hop, skip, drag, pull, carry. They I, I made it back home. I mean, it's like a five mile in, five mile out hike. Yeah. So that was pretty challenging. And then after that I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to learn how to heal myself. Okay. Rehab seems to be definitely in my nature. Before that, I was in construction. I was in finance, sales, delivery driver, pools, uh, you know, like I because I, I, that was 2000, like 2009 when I came back from Hawaii. And you said you were 29. I was 29. Okay. Yeah. When 2009, I came back from Hawaii and... Um, did a, another construction job where just like, that was like the height of the recession. So everything just kind of dwindled. Of course. And then, um, after I broke my ankle, I went to school on crutches to become a physical therapy aide. And then I got the job at the hospital mm-hmm. as a physical therapy aide. And then, uh, that's where I met my wife. And that's where I was encouraged to do massage therapy. Cause originally I was thinking, Oh, I'll be a personal trainer and then I'll do massage and you know, I can break them down and then fix them up and break them down. That'd be a great <laughs> yeah. business model. Right. <laughs> and, um, obviously once I got into massage therapy, I was still working at the hospital. So it was a really nice blend because at the hospital I had to work on people getting them up out of bed. You know, they're post post knee surgery, post hip, post heart surgery. Um, they're in there for cancers and you name it. So I was able to help them get up out of bed and motivate them just to walk 50 feet down the hall which I love motivating people and it's, it, you know, that definitely brings joy to someone who's just flat out donezo. Yeah. And then you're like, Hey, guess what? Let's, let's get you smiling today. <laughs> you know? And then they get up and then, then they move, then they get better and then, and then they're out and they're on their way. So those string of injuries, uh, coupled with the, the, the joy in helping people had really, really kind of opened up, 
a, a channel for me to, to learn more. And then coming from the recession, I learned to just bulletproof my career. So after massage therapy, you know, because I, I learned how to do, you know, Graston technique or blading mm-hmm. and then magnetic therapy, pulse electromagnetic therapy, brain gym, neurokinetic therapy, um, amino neurofrequency, so many extra a- acronyms and things. And you just kind of just keep throwing them at the wall. And what what sticks is is who you are and, yeah. what, and where you want to practice. Because I've, you know, I've taken seminars and classes for, you know, three or four days. And I was like, I'll just take that one little thing. And that's fine. Just keep learning. Wow. Yeah. Did I answer it? Yeah. Okay. I just had, I just, I think, I just didn't know. And so that was, mm. that was like, selfishly, that's always been a big question is like, where did it come from? Yeah. You know, because another question is, where does this stem your, and I, true to God, and the camera's right here, Juan's right here. I've never seen you upset. <laughs> and I've known you for 20 plus oh. years. And even when like like we've had conversations where it's like, you know, business is flourishing, business is steady. Um, I have a lot on my plate, but it's always the glass half full. Oh yeah, everything you talk about is the glass half full. So when I leave, or when I leave your office, I call my wife and I'll be like, Kristen, Alex, just I'm so happy because he's happy, or <laughs> he's, he's he's just like always happy go lucky. And I like, like you need that. Um, is that something that's been taught or like, do you always like, do you have to focus on that? Has, has somebody always been that person to be like, Hey, like I got, you got the positivity from this person or mm-hmm. where'd that come from? Well, I mean, <clears throat> thanks for saying that. It's good. It's good to be positive. <laughs> Definitely. There are things that trigger me and I have, I have been upset. I mean, I, I, I do get mad just all normal range of emotions sure. for me too. But, um, I, generally I do try and, just focus on the positive. And even when things hurt or if, if I feel humiliated, <laughs> you know, it's better to laugh it off and learn something than to hold it down and, you know, let your, let, let, let all the pride do the talking. Sure. But you know, like I'm a Jehovah's witness. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Bible knowledge and learning has, you know, taught me that there's always another perspective. And the hospital has also taught me that there's always another ailment. People can, you, you can think that your day is going bad and, you know, like maybe you're sick, maybe you can't do X, Y, and Z, but there's 100% someone in the hospital way worse. And there's 100% someone out of the hospital that survived way more. So learning perspective is, is a lot of the things that, that I will, I will talk about at my office. And sometimes we can be hyper-focused on the wrong perspective that tears us down or tears down those around us. So it's, it's more important to have that balanced view and understanding mm-hmm. and just, just switch it a little bit, you know? And then we're like, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've realized this too, talking to your wife. Cause she sees, I'm, I mean, women ha- and men, different, different species. Definitely. And they see things Definitely. differently. Definitely. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might, we, we see a door, we see a barrier. Yeah. They see a door like, Oh, how can I decorate? Exactly. And, I mean, hopefully I'm not being chauvinistic or no, anything, no, no. but I mean, they, they have a better view, a different view. And that's why we're so, you know, that's why, you know, we're so compatible. The opposites attract. Yeah. You know, before you got on here, um, we had been trying to figure out scheduling because you're always, you're always busy. You're always packed. You always have a lot of, you always have not just clients. Mm-hmm. You always have a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, on your off time, say you're not, and again, what's the, it's uh, not massaging, but what's the right word that I can, that I could use for it? Body work. When you're, okay, work. When you're not yeah. doing your body work, what mm-hmm. is your like, um, what are you able to do to like decompress? Yeah, that's a good question. I'll, I'll, I'll spend time with wifey. We'll veg out a little bit, mm-hmm. but we'll, we're going up to, to mammoth. We're going to go uh, check out the snow. Nice. Sedona nice. is one of our favorite places. Where's, where's that? I've heard it's, it. It's in Arizona. Okay. It's like a real special place. What's out there? What, like what's easy hikes, it's super beautiful scenery. Like if you've seen cars, mm-hmm. Walt Disney, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where you, he got his inspiration from cars from. There's like over a hundred Westerns that got shot there. 
So we'll travel. Okay. You know, we're going to Costa Rica in a couple weeks. Ooh. Yeah. And then you love Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you have a aloha on you. I actually wore this because I knew you have the Hawaii thing. I was like, you know, I'm going to throw, throw a Maui. I'm going to throw a Maui shirt out there. <laughs> Are you Hawaiian? No. You just love Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, I lived there. It was it was definitely a place of rescue. because. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you're not from there. No. So you were, you were born here and then you moved out there? I was born in Ojai. Okay. Raised in Ventura off of the avenue. Lived, nice. lived all up and down the avenue, midtown. And then uh, my, my parents married in like 89 okay and we moved to venice and that was like around the time of like the rodney king riots yeah and then my family was like back to ventura (laughs) (laughs) and uh surprisingly enough there was a five bedroom apartment you know so i went from sharing a bedroom with three three sisters two of them stepsisters one full sister and you know two bunk beds and i was like nine it was like nine ten eleven and twelve and then we moved back to Ventura where we all got our own room. Are you the only boy in the family? Yeah. And the baby. Let's go. <laughs> My situation. <laughs> literally. No, it literally. Yeah. 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 I have one brother, but he's like way older oh, than okay. me. Yeah. So I didn't really like hang how, out with him too much. How does that make you feel? Uh, my brother or just like Being growing up with. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel so different than most uh sibling relationships like i feel very different than pep's relationship with his two brothers and he only has two brothers growing up as sisters it just like teaches you so much about women yes what what's one tip you would give to a man who's not who wasn't raised with with women um if if they're (laughs) if if like all of a sudden five five women came in and you're stuck in the or you're in the room with them (laughs) what what would be one tip um just give them their space let them the button. let them <laughs> let them do what they got to do it's true yeah just just don't just be a little just be a lamp in the room yeah be a lamp can i get you anything yeah can i leave be helpful yeah i didn't know that mm-hmm. for the first three years of my marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> or no relationship sorry before that yeah i've <clears throat> i've always been taught again i've come from a house of all men and my, my mom but when there's a problem you go and you you seek it out, talk and handle it. Da, 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 da. There's no such thing in space. It's getting dealt with like that. Mm-hmm. My wife showed me really quick. That's now how you roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me my space. Right. And me, I had to understand that like sometimes the best type of problem solving is giving space because eventually yeah. when they're ready, they're ready. Yeah. Or listening. Or listening. Or listening. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm, I have a gift of gab. Sometimes right. I need you to just. Yeah. Just listen. Yeah. Don't don't try and fix it. There was one move I did with my wife. I'm sure she, <laughs> it was it was awesome. She was she was saying something, and I just said, "Wow." And what else? <laughs> and she just kept going, and I was like, oh. I was thinking to myself, like, "Yes, <laughs> it worked. I'm doing it. I'm doing it." <laughs> yeah. So that's there it. we go. So like I was we, right now, we were off the air. We were talking about workouts and different uh, different types of workouts, uh, toys, equipment, toys, equipment, yeah. like that from mm-hmm. from kettlebells to mace. to mace to what was the last thing that we just talked about? The rope flow, the rope flow. And we were talking about how dancing. You, yeah, dancing. You brought up dancing. That's how you. That's how you work on people? Yeah. You know, if you're, if, <laughs> when you do something uh, for work, you, you kind of have to make it more interesting for you. And I'm, I'm always present with my people when I'm working on them, but it's actually kind of nice to imagine that I'm dancing with them. Like, you know, I'll, I'll bring your arm up and I'll, and then I'll pull and, and stretch and then also, you know, work, work with the shoulder and the arm yeah. and the same with the leg. But, you know, I'm also like grabbing more lotion and, you know, draping. And it's kind of it's kind of like fun and therapeutic for me as I'm working with it yeah. to, to get into that same type of flow. And, um, yeah, it's it's nice. I feel I feel like the person senses it. You know, what if a person is not because I can also see people not the uh, committing to it. And so I'm sure they can be some stiff, some stiffness. Oh yeah. How does, how, how do you work around that? Yeah. Adaptability, man. You got to change it up always. So, um, 
someone came in recently with um, a post BBL and liposuction. BBL. A Brazilian butt lift. I was just making sure that's what. That's what. Because oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do I'll do lymphatic drainage for that. And what is that? I'm sorry. I, what does that mean? Lymphatic drainage. Yeah. So you know when you get sick and you have these glands up here, they get swollen. Sure. That's your, those are your, your lymph nodes protecting your body from you know virus, fungus, parasite, bacteria, <laughs> any other antigen. So mm-hmm. we have a series of lymph nodes throughout our body. A lot of times they're in our in our joints, and if you can in in like help drain them out, gotcha. so that if there's a, a blockage somewhere, you can influence it away so that it could start, so it can be processed, whether it's your heart or your gut, it'll be processed, cleaned, and then, and, you know, flushed out. But, um, so you had the BBL in your, the BBL. So she shows, she was like, Oh, the nurse said I needed really deep tissue. And I was like, I'm not going to do deep, deep tissue on you. You just got surgery. You know, you just had a needle, you know, Everywhere. Fissured through your 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 gut, and <clears throat> why would I do deep tissue on that? And even though when I just just touched touched her, she just like started to panic. So everyone's system's different. Whereas somebody else can come in and they're like, "Oh, I want deep tissue," and so I'll I'll kind of just see how much they can tolerate, and maybe they can tolerate everything I have and more. And I was like, "Wow, this person really does need deep tissue," and. You know, every person's different, so I have to a- adapt to it. And I mean, I was working on someone, someone bigger than you, and I, as soon as I touched him, he was he just stiffened up. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, so <laughs> we're going to do different different modality, different treatment." Sure. You know, I'm sure like you and you, you know, if you have certain clients that have heightened sensitivity and some very s- much some that can tolerate more, some that can tolerate way less. So you have to, you know, adjust yourself. Which angle are are you going to be yeah. so that they see you, see them? Or are you going to be just out of sight? A shadow. Right. Adapt to your client. Mm-hmm. Adapt your, uh, to your uh, personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, before I have, I, w- I want Juan to uh, start this next topic. Before we get into this, I wanted to ask one question. Who is, who can handle more pain, males or females? Females. I figure. Yeah. There's been a few guys. I'm not one of them. Yeah, there's been a few <laughs> guys, But definitely females. I don't know. It's a, it's a different, different thing. And uh, it's just different, especially moms. They can go to that mom place and they're shut off. Yeah. They're like, yeah. go ahead. And I was like, man. And they'll make me work. Small, like, small pack size, you know, gym rat yeah. makes me work. Jeez. And, you know, I'm like, I want to, I want to stretch. Let's just take it slow. Let's just do this. And then. Like, they'll, they'll tear you up. Yeah, I gotta sharpen sharpen the elbows for Jeez. Them. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. But I hit my girl with the nerf bullet and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, so we've kind of gone through everything through well, roughly your whole life. You met Pep, and then you do a bunch of crazy stuff as a kid, break your ankle, go to school, start massage therapy um within the hospital, and I'm sure you've just continued it over the years. But there was a point where we all reached 2020 mm. and it kind of screwed everybody over mm-hmm. and I, I i know we were talking about it earlier a little bit off the air but you were no longer obviously allowed to do your massage therapy that you've been doing for years yeah so you had to move on switch over to a different um lifestyle mm-hmm. and what was it that you started doing yeah that was wild so i'm gonna i'm gonna i know you're we're we're, we're going towards like like art and yeah. woodworking but what else happened in 2020 June is my dad died. Okay. Okay. Um, my my biological father died. He had he was like uh, he must have had COVID in a convalescent home. You know I didn't have a lot of contact with him, and that was June 2020. Same same month I had to like leave my office and not work, and I'm like wow I'm like could you feel more helpless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like but. Like you were mentioning earlier, bright Mr. Brightside over here. I'm like, wow, this type of depression's really gonna help me <laughs> <laughs> see see and feel other people's depression. Yeah. Like this is actually a bonding experience that I get to have with other people who've lost loved ones. Because, you know, even though my father and I we weren't really close, it's still your dad. You're still your blood. Of course. And it's still life. So um I was able to work at a, a vintage door and woodworking. Work woodworking shop 
And uh, they hired me on. I was super happy-ish because I was still kind of dealing with the, the depression stuff, but able to plug through it. Thankfully, you know, wifey was very supportive. She was able to, you know, get some sick time from the hospital because she was also, like, anxious about going back to work because she worked at the hospital. Right. But um, prior to that, I had started doing doing art <clears throat> and, like, ep- epoxy or resin and some abstract stuff. Sorry, my voice is fleeting. I sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> All good. <clears throat> I'm older than I, older than I think I am. <laughs> but anyway, so, <clears throat> so getting more into the art stuff, I had I had a, a stack of paintings that I that I just had, and so I threw them up on Facebook and say, hey, you know. Clearing out some space. <clears throat> if anyone wants to buy anything, let me know. So I adjusted all the pricing, and I sold like twelve paintings oh, in, in like a week. And I was like, "Wow, this is really nice." Yeah. And it, it felt like I was getting a lot of support for for the art, and I just kind of like kept working at it little by little, and it kept growing more and more. And since the the same pattern kind of resurfaced that I experienced in 2009 and wanted to be bulletproof. I wanted to be bulletproof with my art and woodworking as well. Mm. So I invested into a CNC machine that, you know, helps cut out wood shapes Yeah, and invested into my, my wood, my woodworking things and more art materials. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to keep pushing with this and it kept getting supported. And when I first started um, creating art, I would see something. And I was like, "Man, this is junk." I, and someone else, and I, I would post it, and someone would be like, "Wow, that's my favorite." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "There's a, there's a vibe for everyone." Yeah, there's a vibe for everyone. So just continue. And if you've ever seen art sell for millions of dollars, you're you may be thinking to yourself, "Wow, someone was so inclined." spend millions of dollars on this blue square that's amazing yeah so just continue you know and and um people will support it because the struggle is real to continue to create art i'm sure you experience i don't know if you do or not yeah yeah of course that level of resistance oh for sure yeah there's times i mean there's so many times within art where you doubt yourself where you're like what am i doing this for who am i doing this for yeah and like you said it's very subjective it's very um there's something for everyone. Yeah. Even at your worst work, someone thinks it's amazing. Yeah. Is there a why and who for you? Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've just been doing it so long. It's all I know yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, I every now and then when I when I am in that moment where I'm like, what am I doing this for? I'm like, oh yeah, me. Right. That's yeah. It. That's that, it. That's all it need. That's all you need. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden your your uh, your next customer shows up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, were you were you always into art? Even w- before when you were doing all this stuff as a kid, like exercising and doing other things, were you still into art? Yeah, then? yeah, yes and no. I, I felt like I, already, I always had a certain creative something. Mm-hmm. And I loved art class. I had some really cool things. At least I thought it was cool. And But how, do you, how does anyone become an artist? I, I don't know. Yeah. And unless they're, they're given the, the allowance. Go ahead, here you go. Go ahead and draw. Yeah. Or, you know, but um, I don't draw very well at all. All my all my things are are colors and shapes and and directions. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I will draw well one day, but it's it's kind of not not where where I where my strong suit is. It's so funny because it, it art is such a reflection of your personality. Sometimes, most times, um, I. For one, I'm a very controlling person, not in like relationships or anything, but like I like to have control, especially when it comes to my art. So my art shows as something that's very controlled um, characters. You know, I do draw. Right. But from looking at your work, it feels like it's very reflective of who you are as a person, which throughout this whole podcast, you've been talking about balance and flow and letting things happen. And that's a lot of what you do with your art, with like fluid painting mm-hmm. and the resin. It's, it's a lot of letting stuff happen right. rather than controlling it. Yeah. That's true. Thank you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Aww, I liked it. 
I was sick. I was thinking the same thing, and I used the right you used the, the word that I was thinking flow. Yeah, a lot of his, a lot of your artwork has a lot of uh, like w- waterish. Yeah, you know, so it's like the ocean. It's like very just it's calming. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 uh, uh, a very good friend of mine. Alyssa purchased um, a couple pieces from you and you gave it and we got it for, or we got it for the, our, our wedding. And it was a, uh, it's a cutting board, mm-hmm. but it was a uh, pieces of, or you put like little pieces of pretty much you made like, like, like a uh, Maui. Yeah. It, you know, Hawaii. Yeah. Cause we, we love Hawaii and, but the way that you did it, like it's a cutting board, it's a mm-hmm. cutting board. I, I, I cut my onions on it, but you look at it and I'm just like, it's soothing, mm-hmm. you know, question for both of you artists. Does rejection, if somebody's saying, yo, this, your, your work sucks, how, did, how do you guys take it now? I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am a soldier of struggle. I appreciate it, and it drives me. So when I hear that someone doesn't like me mm-hmm. or like what I do, and if, if what I'm doing is not inherently wrong, I'm going to do everything I can to reverse their thinking. Oh. And and I won't stop. Ask ask my wife if I'm trying to be funny and she doesn't think it's funny. I'll just keep trying. <laughs> keep trying. <laughs> keep Very <laughs> persistent. <laughs> you know? But um I I love those drivers. I love I love constructive criticism, you know. I'll I'll, I'll give it. Yeah. And I expect people to give it back to me cuz that that tells me that they really care. And, you know, if they're if they don't want to say it to my face and then, then they're probably not someone that I, I need I need in my life, you know. Yeah. So that's how I'd answer it. That's not that's a good um, active way of approaching it. I'm a lot different in that. I just ignore it. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, my sister has always taught me, like, if people don't like you, mm-hmm. just ignore it. Yeah. They're doing whatever they do and it has nothing to do with you. Right. Um, I've definitely made some like merch or some art designs or logic and. I go on Reddit. I'm like excited that all comes out, and then I go on Reddit, and someone's like, "This sucks." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever." See, that's a pro. That's a pro talking versus an amateur <laughs> yeah. talking, and and eventually I'll get to the point where I don't I don't care either. But I, I also like looking to people who are better than me, or or I view as better than me. Um, almost kind of play a weird game as as if they're competition because they'll make me better for sure. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, like oh, I can." I can I can push myself so you know I'll I'll do a, a bunch of the beach scenes like I think you got some coasters too. I do I do yeah. and so there there'll be beach scenes and the beach scenes sell you know we live by the coast yeah but sometimes I'll get this off the wall commission piece and I was like wow this is gonna really push me but that's what I need because I'm so I'm so new but with what resin or epoxy allows you to do it it starts off as liquid and then it it, it becomes solid so you have best of both worlds where you can manipulate it while it's in that flow state. But then when it's solid, it's now more structured and it, it just has a whole, a whole nother element to it. Mm-hmm. As artists, do you guys seek validation for your pieces? Depends on the piece. Okay. There's some pieces that I call breakout pieces that mm-hmm. I do, that I do for myself Okay. because I'll break out from the ocean and I was like, I'm just going to have some fun. I'm just Nippity flappity, all these weird colors, and you'll see in my office. I, I, I saw know, that one. Sorry to cut you off. I actually saw one that you made, and I remember you made a reel of it, and it almost was like a rainbowish, like mm-hmm. so many different colors. Yeah, um, is that kind of what you were talking yes. about? Yeah. Do, th- do those? Do those? Are those kind of like your? That's just like a fun piece. Yeah, yeah. That's for me. That's where I'm like, I don't, I don't care if anyone likes it whatsoever. And those, those feel like the best. Yeah, you know, like. Don't like it, please. Because <laughs> if you do like it, then you'll then you'll buy it, and I won't ever see it again. <laughs> True. Uh, like I sold a piece the other day, and someone was like, "Oh, send me a picture of it." And I was like, "I don't think I even took a picture of it because <laughs> I I didn't even really want to post it because I I liked it, you know. Yeah. So I won't push it, and you know I don't have a I don't have a website. I just have my Instagram, and I know that once I do get a website, it's going to be is it'll be on yeah, and then it'll be like an actual business. But right now I'm kind of conserving the, the luster and the joy of it where I get to sell it to my, you know, one degree people that I I get to meet 
and I know where the art goes. I know where like almost every single piece I've ever sold. I know where it is. You know, but I, and you sound so. I mean, you're you're a very humble person. But for me, I want to stroke your ego because I personally, I've seen I've seen your work, and you it. The fact that you're holding on to something that you know that when you decide to go full blown, it'll take off. It'll take off. I've seen it. People have, you know, like the stuff that you have in your office or stuff that I even have. They're like, where did you get this? Where did it come from? And then you also like the story behind it. Cause it's not just like you get, you know, you just buy the, everything here locally. Like you, you travel the world to get, to get your, your supplies. Yeah. So I, yeah, I had a bunch of wood shipped over from Hawaii, which, you know, I'm still actually kind of hoarding it, but I do not want to get into a hoarding mode. <laughs> that there, you'll just be buried in your own art forever. Yeah. But um, thank you for saying that. You know, like it's it's important to realize that. I mean, I do. I have the same mentality for my for my massage business. Is that like I'm not special, and whoever is whoever's around me and and like willing to be special with with me then then we'll be special together you know and i i know that anything everything i'm i'm doing is not new i mean it's just new to me and if if i can you know help someone smile or help stoke their own creativity and inspiration then it's a huge win because i feel like inherently everybody's an artist because you know no two people make the same sandwich you know, you're going to have different amount of lettuce, <laughs> meat, <Wow>. mustard. <laughs> you know, for real, though, every, yeah, everybody, real. everybody's an artist. They just have to allow and find whatever medium that is. You know, what's funny is um, when Juan and me first met and when uh, we used to work together, one of the first questions that I would ask everybody, I don't know where I got it. I think my wife told me one time, but one day I, I would ask every single person in the crew, I would be like, if you were a sandwich, what would you be now? Don't give me just like a ham and cheese sandwich. I want to know everything. What kind of bread? Uh, is it a multigrain? Is it a jalapeno cheddar? Okay, now what are the condiments? What is, are you using uh, spinach? Are you using lettuce? Are you using, you know, mm-hmm. and man, the answers are insane. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would actually want a croissant and or I would want a, a New York deli bagel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. Mm-hmm. Not two or two people do not make the same sandwich. Right, insane. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, good. It's a good analogy. Um, have you been over to Industrial Eats, Buellton? Place is amazing. Oh, uh, the uh, the soup. You talking about that one? No, <laughs> no. It's it's all the, just it's near there. That's okay. like Anderson piece. Yes, that's yeah. all I know. But um, Industrial Eats, they make this Reuben. They use cow Ooh. tongue in the Reuben. Ooh, Ooh lingua. Yeah, lingua. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. I was, I was, I, yeah. If you were a sandwich, what would you, what, what kind of sandwich would you be? Yeah, that's a good question. I was going to, I was, I was, I was <laughs> you're getting where that. Did, where'd you get that? Yeah. From? You know, when, <laughs> when I make sandwiches, my wife will t- attest to this. I, I, I have, I'll sing a little song It's called King Condiments. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. No, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you know, King, King Condiments, you know, you just add every, all, bring all the condiments out. Everything. I'm the same. You know, pep sandwich for sure. And almost so that you don't even see what what's going on clearly, but you know, smash it, slice it, and then enjoy. You know, so it depends on what condiments I have. I love the um, those jalapeno peppers. Yep. But like the the cherry the cherry peppers, those ones sometimes. Jalapeno cherry peppers. Yeah. Are they are the ones that that are in the jar? They're like yeah, they're red. Yeah, sometimes I'll throw this on there, nice. but I don't know. It depends. It changes all the time. I don't have anything consistent, and and, and that's kind of important to me because it's like adds to the spice of life. You know, switch it up, find what's in the fridge, yeah, cook and make with that. You know, during this whole conversation, for the past forty five minutes, we've talked about, or you've 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 talked about, you know, your business in in um, the body, the body, the art, entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. But you've never once, or we've never even once brought up, like, finances. Like, mm. it's never been, like, you know, I'm trying to be a millionaire, or I'm trying to buy another house, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I'm trying to get paid. Mm-hmm. Everything you do and everything you've been saying is out of love of the arts, out of love of the human next to you, trying to make people feel better. Um, when you work with people, whether it's uh, with the arts or in your studio, helping people out, like, is, is the dollar sign ever in your mind? Um, 
That's a good, well, I don't want to reply. That's a good question because <laughs> let me think about it sometime. But um, yeah, some, sometimes it is. You know, this last year I had, I, I raised my rate. Every, everything's been going up, but my, my bandwidth has been shrinking. Well, the, the amount of people that I'm able to see, it, I, 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 can't, I can't do it. it it's, it's too much. So I, I wanted to raise my rate to slow down traffic, and it didn't happen. That's a great problem. <laughs> it, 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 it didn't happen. Like, yeah, right. it, it didn't happen, and I'm so grateful for it. it. It's amazing to be in such a position to share in, in such an intimate level with people one on one, kind of like you know what you're doing here, one on four. One on four. But um, it's it, the dollar sign. I mean, what I was explaining to my wife the other day is that if you're if you're active in helping your community, you should be taking taking care of. Like you shouldn't have to worry about, you know, negotiating price, this and that. And things started to get tight a little bit because everything did. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if you were there, COVID, pandemic (laughs) stuff. So I was there, you know, (laughs) (laughs) everything went up. And even one of my clients, she's a she's a cost analysis. And she's like, yeah, things went up 35 percent. It's what I do. I'm like, okay, Yeah. Well, um. Do, do, what do I do? I raise them again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I I know other people in the same work, they're charging three hundred an hour. I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot. But I I love making myself available for people. If I if I price people out, it's not going to be very helpful, and it's just going to you know boost up my ego, and I don't I don't need it. I don't sure. need any more boosting. You know, it's fine. But um, I love helping. I love being available for people too. Is that is that about? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the question is, is, you know, I think you answered it because the dollar sign. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's. I'm going to say I'm going to sound I'm going to sound uh, like like like, a, you know, something off of TV, but like you're for the people yeah. you're for the community. And, and 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 you're one of you're one of the good guys where. If you put if you're helping people, they'll help you back. Yeah. And that and that's and that is a great mindset to have. It's just, I feel like, you know, it's a tough mindset to have in this day and age, yeah. but the fact that you have it and the fact that you're succeeding in it, I mean, that, that also shows the type of person you are, you know, mm. you know well, which is a good person. Oh, thanks man. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. You know what happened the other day is someone was like, Oh, I really like your art. You know, he was, he was, he was uh, with session with, with his wife and he's like, Oh, you should have a website. You know, I'm like, no, it's okay. Just pick whatever you want off the wall, and I'll I'll tell you what price it is. So I tell him the price, and he's like, that's not enough. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, that's the price. And so, <laughs> so so he's so I'm like, I'm like, just send me a Venmo. And then he like adds he adds more to it. He said one of the, he's like one of these days you'll you'll really value yourself. I'm like, oh gosh. Oh, wow. gosh. <laughs> Thanks, bro. It's <laughs> like, man. But he's like, yeah, I'm used to spending thousands of dollars for art. And, you know, that same piece, I literally almost gave it away to somebody. But um, I'll have to find another piece. But but he was just like, yeah, here's more. I'm like, all right. So it just goes back to, you know, a calling, a, um, a talent that if you can share it appropriately, then everything will be shared back to you. So here's my next segueing to, to what you just said, but now I'm going to flip it. You know, a lot of you guys, or actually, no, actually all three of us that are sitting in here, whether it's, um, Hey Pep, can you do security for me? Hey, uh, Hey Juan, can you draw this for me? Hey, can you work on my body? Or Hey, can you draw this for me? But can I get the homie hookup? Mm-hmm. What in this day and age, like what is your thoughts on, on, on that whole cliche? Like, Oh, we're, we're boys. Like hook it up. Yeah. What's what each of you guys, what's your opinion on that? Um, I mean, I, I think it changed for me personally, it changes on, on the person, uh, how, how much I really know that person. Um, if I feel like I, we are, are actually homies and if that's the case, if they approach me like that, then I kind of expect the same from them with whatever they do. So if they're a manager of some sort and they're like, Oh, give me the homie hook. I'm like, okay, well, eventually please return the favor. Kind of like if a, you don't, like it's, bar- bargaining, right? Or yeah, bar- right. Bar- yeah. Bartering. Yeah. It's like, if you don't, I'm not going to hate you. Like if we're doing favors for each other, it's kind of just like unspoken. To, yeah. 
return the favor at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it as an insult. No, I was kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, to each his own. It's, to each his yeah, own. The, yeah. The thing is, I, I don't, I don't actually see it as an insult. I see it as as human, as society nature. Mm-hmm. People are always trying to get a deal. And usually if you can get a deal from your friends, then it's all love. Yeah. And if it works out, it works out. But in, in order to put your heart and soul on the line, you, you, you kind of anticipate a certain return of energy. And if that energy is diminished, then your experience will be diminished. When, when raising my rate, I actually got better. And my, my don't know, I don't know if my clients realized it, but I realized it. I wasn't I wasn't holding back as much as I could do. You know, I felt like I could do more. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, I'm starting to do better work because I know I like it just un- it opened up something. And so when I see certain products, I can tell, like, oh, this looks like a brand new startup. And it looks like, you know, there are, people are saying, oh, it's too expensive. I'll I'll pay the full retail price. Because I'm like, this person's making something quality and they're new, like they're starting mm-hmm. and you want those people to succeed in time. If they get big, their volume and production goes through the roof, the, the price will start to come down. If I had if I had prints of my work and I printed off like 5000 pieces, people wouldn't have to ask me. I just show up with it. Sure. There you go. But if they wanted something specific, custom one off that I have to allocate time for, then I mean anticipate paying full full price for it because it's now it's now work. And uh, yeah. Wrapped in love. Wrapped yep. in love. <laughs> wrapped in love. <laughs> take take three. Yeah. And what do you feel about what do you feel <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking. How do you feel me. about that? You know, when I first started doing what I do, which you know, I do security work, um you know, I guess when I first started, like, oh, you're my homie, you're my friend, you're my my brother, right? Like, I hook it up early on, sure, because you got to get in, you got it, you got to meet the people. You know, I, I firmly believe, and I've been saying this for the past two years, your 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 network, your network is your net worth. You know, it's it's, it's not about it's about it's all about who you know, right, and all this stuff. That, that's how I always looked at it. But you got for me personally, I got to a point where I was like, okay, this this whole like like homie hookup is complete bullshit. Mm. For me, I look at it as as if we're if we're if we're not uh, what's, it's not bargaining bar- bartering. Mm-hmm. We're not bartering really. Like I take care of you, you take care of me. Then if you're my friend, if you support me, if you support my work. If you support my way of life, you will pay what I'm asking because that is what I'm worth. You know, that is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, um, sometimes there's, there is sometimes, but, but, there, but, there, but there also is, but there's also that, like, it's funny. My dad used to say is growing up, you know, you give somebody the hand and they go for the elbow and they end up going for the, for the whole yeah. arm. And that's where, you know, you draw, I personally, I draw the line where it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll assist or I'll consult, mm-hmm. but if you want me to go and do the work, but you're only gonna pay me X amount, yeah. One, it, it is insulting, mm-hmm. and two, now I'm questioning our relationship, right? You know, because it's like, yeah. like man, like it's tough when you get into business with individuals who are longtime friends or relatives or whatever, and it's like, hey, like, like this is my rate. You want to pay me this? Okay. Not cool. And then also, too, what exactly do you think of me mm-hmm. because of the rate that you're giving me? Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of aggressive, but yeah. at the same time, too, it's like I think everyone has their own opinion about it. Yeah, I think know? I think a lot of people when they when they when they step forward into that realm of, of asking f- their friends for for hookups or discounts. Yeah. The one thing that they're missing is a little creativity. We're like, hey, I have, you know, I have a, a place that you could stay at in the mountains stay there, you know, like yeah. be a little creative with the, with the bartering, bar- bartering techniques, you so know, tra- tra- trade a little something, get a little something in return, exactly. like, like show up with something yeah. like, Hey, I don't really, money's tight right now. I know you were eyeballing my, uh, I don't know, uh, 
TV or couch sure. or something. Can I trade you some of this stuff? And if uh, you know what's crazy is that level of humility goes so much further. They might not even take that. They might even and yeah. And I'll just be like, you know what? Let me just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they are they were willing to offer up whatever. Let me just let me just hook them up. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, you know, I like this portion because it's very nice when we have a people, individuals, whether women or men, who have significant others, mm-hmm. whether wives, girlfriends, partners, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. How long have you been with your wife? How long? How'd you guys meet? You know, we, we, I know your wife, but you also on the podcast, you, you mentioned wifey, wifey, and she works yeah. at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit about her. How'd you guys meet? Uh, oh, all that good stuff. Jelaine. You know what's great is um, her family used to be a Wu. W-U. They were, so I married the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was so, nice. Yeah, so I, I, I made this big woo light. In our bedroom. Yeah. Woo weights. So we put it together. Woo weights. What's up, bro? He might. There he is. There he oh, is. and he's, he's like, I got lonely. Yeah. About See? an hour into the podcast. Look yeah. at him. He's in it. Hey, cool. You're late, bro. He's late. Yeah, Shout bro. out Otis for the people who don't, who are the first time Good listening. Job, Otis, our dog. Yeah. Has been kind of timid. And, but now he's sitting next to mm-hmm. Mr. Alex and Juan. Um, yeah. So we met at the hospital. Okay. And at the time I was like so focused on work. Saw her, no distractions. Let's just keep it professional. And, but I mean, there was like an, an immediate bond. Like, you know, we saw each other, we liked each other. And um, I asked her, it was, well, let's see. She's awesome and amazing. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's great because she's definitely the, the stable factor in our relationship, which allows me to take more risks. Sure. And she comes from a great family. You know, they're all Chinese. They ran a Chinese food restaurant in Santa Paula for over 50 years. Shout out to Lee's Chinese food. Shout out to Lee's Chinese food. <laughs> Still there? No. Uh. It. And I never got to eat there. But um, just a, an amazing family unit that, um, you know, helped produce an, an amazing woman. So we got married in 2016. Nice. And so we've been married for six years. This year will be seven. Nice. And she's a physical therapist. So, you know, last night before bed, we were literally talking about the brachial plexus. What is that? This brachial plexus. It's all, it's all kind of, yeah, it's actually, this is the platysmus, Uh but the brachial plexus is kind of like the buildup break, um, nerves and tendons, ligaments. I hope we get that cut. So I go like this and you go like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Macho man. She goes, oh, that's a great, that's an interesting uh, topic conversation before we go to bed. Right. I mean, well, actually, it was probably 2.30. We're both awake. And I was like, what's that? What's that? I didn't want to forget it. <laughs> so if you if you want to remember something, you teach someone. You know, always oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's great. I mean, we, we travel a lot. And now that, you know, the, uh, the world's open. The world's open again. We're yeah. going to start traveling again. Um, no kids. No pets. We're on team no poop. Nice. So it makes it real simple when we travel or leave the house. So don't have to worry too much about that. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, where can people find you yeah. at when it comes to your art, your your art, your 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 you know when you're helping people, everything. Like, wh- you want to wh- cuddle? You want to cuddle? You want to help? <laughs> I'm gonna help you. The people who can't see right now, Otis is uh our dog is loving our guest. Yeah. And there's a little bit of rain coming down out here in uh, Southern California, so very timid. Yeah. So there's um, my uh, expanded therapies, expanded underscore therapies on uh, Instagram okay. is my business account, and then my play account, art account is aloha dot a dot weights aloha awaits. Aloha. Uh, right. See what I did there. Like that. Yeah. At the end of the show, we always do three final questions. Um, Juan, would you like yeah. to ask one? Um, let me choose one. Uh, for whatever reason, I only remember two of them. Oh, give me one all the time. Um, well, okay, going back to um, let's go back to when you broke your ankle. I know it's not that early in your life, but 
pretty significant life-changing moment. Um, going back to that moment, what would you have told yourself if you would have told yourself anything at all? What would you have told yourself to keep moving forward? Um, the ankle break was one of the best things that happened to me. And you'll hear that from a lot of people who had to suffer through major adversity because mm-hmm. it helped mold them and bring them to a better, a better, different life. So there's a great book by Taleb called Anti-Fragile, where mm-hmm. it's, it mean, it's basically means that it's better because it was broken. And so when I work with people who have to suffer major injury, I'm like, oh, wonderful. You get to learn some anatomy, some recovery, some perseverance, some, some endurance, and some of your own strength. Some people could go their whole life with never breaking a bone, and, you know, they could get into their 40s or 50s, they break their bone, and it just shatters their whole life. But um, I would just tell my thing, myself things would get better. That's it. It's a long way to answer yeah. your question. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's a great question. That's a great answer. Um, <clears throat> if you could have three, whether words or statements or whatever, on your tombstone, right? Let's just say 100 years from now, mm. you know, let's just say you, de- you decide to, or let's just say you get you're buried, tombstone, and there's three things that are stated on there about the work, the artist, the the body healer, everything. What are three statements or words that you would want on there? About the work? Um, it's all art. There you go. <laughs> That's actually, Damn. yeah. That's like the first time I anyone's w- ever chose three words immediately. Yeah, I wish I had like a, like a, boom. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> How's that? Damn, that was, that was, that was, Deep in the most simple way. Yeah. Um, next one. Same thing. 100 years from now. Tombstone, right? However, this is about you. How do you want to be remembered as as a person, as a son, as a, as a husband? Alex W. Was blank, blank, blank. Um, well... I would say the same as you because I'm no different than anybody else. And we just, you know, strive to do good for everyone. And I feel like the more we appreciate that we're all the same, the less we'll stop trying to like overtake each other and, you know, or push others down. Mm -hmm. So it's important to appreciate that, you know, when you're working with someone like this, this, this was you at one point on this side of the table. Mm-hmm. You know, because people have cried in my office countless of times and I've I've cried getting a session. You know, I've had my time sure. hugging the pill, pill, pillow, you know, hugging five year old Alex. So it's all about it's all that transition of understanding that, you know, one day you'll be down pulling someone up. And then one day you'll be up. Wait. Yeah. One day, you'll, <laughs> one day, one day you'll be down. Someone's pulling you up. And then the other day you'll be up. However, you I'm trying to say it. I'm getting deep and philosophical here. <laughs> no, that's great. The that's philosophizing is real. But I think I think what it is, man. I think um, not just our listeners, but I think also too, just like everybody right now, with quote unquote the new year and stuff. Like yeah. the energy that you bring, and that's one of the reasons why, like, like I was so adamant, like, man, that like you got to be on the pod, y'all. And we we've we've for the past month. I've tried to figure out when can you come on? How can we figure it out? I got to travel. No, you have time. No, now I don't have time. Like mm-hmm. I want to join the podcast because people need to hear the human you are. Your work speaks for itself. Your art, your artistry speaks for itself, but it's very rare to have an individual like yourself who can, who can pretty much like bring happiness into like, I'm happy listening to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's the motivation. It's like making me like, you know, you feel like, like after this, I'm like, all right, I can, I can be nicer. I can be, I can think with a glass half full. I can, you know, yeah. give a little more and not feel 
like I deserve, like like that. I, like I don't deserve. Like I, it's like I, I can feel. I can give out more without feeling like I deserve to be mm-hmm. given more. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because if if you're used to being the the giver, it can be awkward to receive. So but that's good. like that's another part of humility yeah. is to receive, and it's 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 interesting to experience that. You know, yeah. like accepting something like, oh wow. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> but then just be like, oh no, someone's just trying to to hook it up. Be nice. Like, all right. Well, I'll just be nice to somebody else. Yeah. And then they'll be nice and they'll just kind of like Domino mo- move right along. It it creates a wonderful community. Appreciate you being on the pod. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Thank you all. Juan, yeah. any other any more questions? No, I'm okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, this podcast makes my heart warm. You know, uh, Alex is a sweet guy. He's, I've known him for, for for countless of years. And the work that he does here in the community of Ventura County is amazing. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our viewers. And, of course, go tell a friend. Pep Talk. Happy New Year's. We're out. Get a massage if he's next to me. <laughs>